0: Hello, Malcolm here, and welcome to this podcast from the Thames Valley Churches of Christ. We're spending January and February 2022 in the Gospel of Mark. Going back into ancient history, Mark's Gospel was represented by a lion, the king of the beasts. And Mark represents Jesus as a victorious yet humble king coming to establish his kingdom. Join us for these daily devotional podcasts as we learn from the Lion, the Lion of Judah. Now, on to today's podcast. We're starting chapter 12 today, and we're going to look at the first 12 verses, the parable of the tenants. But just before we do that, a quick overview of the chapter to remind us as we listen to today's podcast and future ones that this whole chapter is largely about giving God what He deserves. The first parable of the tenants is about giving God respect. The discussion about the coin we'll see in the next podcast is about giving God his due. The teaching about marriage and the resurrection is about giving God's word respect. The teaching on the greatest commandment is about giving God your best and loving your neighbor. The greed of the religious leaders is about God deserving honor, not his servants. And the offering of the widow at the end of the chapter is about giving God our best so let's remember that as we look at all of these issues in the next few verses. Now a text today is a parable about the tenants. A man plants a vineyard, he builds a wall, digs a pit, a wine press builds a watchtower, rents it out to some farmers and moves on. Harvest time, he sends a servant back to collect some of the fruit. They seize him, beat him, send him away empty-handed. He sends another servant, they strike him on the head. Treat him shamefully, Still another, do the, then they kill that one. He sent many others, some of them they beat, others they killed. Finally, only the son is left. He says, I'll send him, they will respect him. It says specifically, it's whom he loved. But the tenants said to one another, this is the heir, come let's kill him, the inheritance will be ours. They take him, kill him and throw him out of the vineyard. And what would the owner do, Jesus says, he will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others? You'd have thought he might have done that earlier than that. He shows great patience and forbearance if he only comes at this point. Haven't you read this passage of scripture? Jesus said, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Chief priests, teachers of the law, the elders look for a way to arrest him because they know he spoke in the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away. The kind of scenario Jesus paints here with the tenant, the tenants and the owner of the vineyard is quite common in that day. The fence and watchtower are built to keep the enemies at bay, but are in fact used to keep the owner away. Somebody once said that the greatest danger to the church is not external persecution, much as we would not want that or court it. But the greatest danger to the church is not external persecution, but internal prideful attitudes. And that can be true for individual disciples as well as congregations or movements. And if you look at your church history, I think it bears this out. And if that's the case, it's only a repetition of what Israel did time and time and time again in their history. And in the days of Jesus, it was no different. They rejected him, the one that God had declared he loved. They rejected the son sent by God, the son sent to his legal and rightful inheritance. And yet he is sent away, not only beaten but ultimately killed. Let's spend the remaining moments of today's podcast podcast thinking about the fruit. There's meant to be fruit. There's meant to be a harvest. When you rent out a vineyard like this, you didn't expect harvest in the first uh, four year. Well, three years. Three years will be sowing and and raising the the fourth year there might be a harvest, but that will be dedicated to God and given to the temple. But then the next year after that, after four years, a fifth year now of of patience and hard work, fruit is expected. Fruit is natural and is meant to be a harvest. In the context of this gospel and what Jesus is saying here and what he's talked about a little earlier with John the Baptist in the previous chapter, the kind of fruit that's expected here is repentance. Repentance and that specifically people would recognize the Messiah. The Pharisees see the personal application all too clearly. They just refuse to accept it. Do we see the application for us? Is there some fruit that God could have through your life today? Some way in which you could live like Jesus to bring the message of the kingdom to the world and demonstrate that you are happily and willingly under the authority of the owner of the vineyard thank you for being with us today if you'd like to find out more about our congregation have a look at the website thamesvalley.church until the next time god bless and remember to listen to the lion